This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. All righty there. Welcome to the Boomer and Carton Postgame Post Show Podcast. My name is Al Dukes. Normally, Eddie, uh, normally Jerry is with me. He is still in uh, the D.C. area. Uh, for Rutgers because they won. So the Eddie Scazzeri joins me on the post game. Eddie? Hello, podcast people. Now, where were you? I've been waiting to uh, record this. Uh, I thought you went, you know, you know, you'd like to take a little break after the show. You don't want to go right into right. doing this. So you wander around a little bit. Where did you disappeared for quite a while? Well, I was on my way back to our area here. To, and, just to record? Uh, yes. And All was, right. Uh, Boomer uh, saw me and uh, one of the other people here. He goes, oh, you guys have to see this. And so I figured it would be like a quick little picture or something. Something quick, yeah. So we go into his office and uh, he fires up an 11-minute uh, YouTube video on hockey hair. Hockey hair. You know, I have the long hair. And oh, right. And thought I would be interested and intrigued. And it was, you know, otherwise uh, yeah, I might have been uh, into it, but I knew I had to come here and I was just like, oh, my God. 11 minutes. Mostly about like mullets and that sort of correct. thing in hockey. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that's he found, correct. he was like, you got to see this. Right, exactly. So in that situation, and, and you, you've been in those situations as well. Get trapped. What are you going to do? Right. So this brings me up. I actually have something that I wanted to talk to you about, something mm-hmm. that you might be able to use at your desk, because you are the guy uh, here at WFAN, and maybe it's uh, probably a number of factors go into this, but you're the guy that everyone goes to your desk when they want to talk. Yes, that's uh, correct. Could be a, f- a few things. Your longevity here, you've been here a very long time, so you know the most people. 28 years in uh, in September. 28 years in September. And number two, you're very nice and polite to everyone. I try. Um, and those are, I think, the two biggest factors. Mm-hmm. Are there other factors, you think, that go into why people will come to your desk, your cubicle, and sit there and tell every, they tell you their life story. Well, um, not, and not only they want to tell their story, they're also sometimes looking for guidance or counseling. Oh, like career guidance. Uh, yes, because uh, I'm sort of a pseudo-management, sort of a, you know, I guess uh, I would classify, uh, classify myself as a master sergeant, like the highest enlisted rank. Not uh, Don't have the key to the officer's mess, but I get into the officers' meetings. So you do a lot time. of scheduling with part-timers, yeah, full-timers. And I, and I know stuff that's going on just because I have to because, you know, the higher-ups will tell me things. So so you know rumors and things. So if people are uh, trying to confirm rumors, yes. depending on your relationship with them, you might 
let them in on a little action. Well, yeah, I have to be careful sometimes, but I, you know, I try to give people a heads up if I think they need a heads up. Without, okay. But I'm not really supposed to do that. So it's a whole big convoluted thing that I've become everybody's mother and father and rabbi and priest over right. the years. So then it takes you longer. Like you, you work a long day in part because of a lot of your day is uh, chatting with people. Yes. That come to um, your desk. Right. Like on those days when, uh, like those, you know, a few holidays will work, like, you know, President's Day sometimes or MLK or, or New Year's Day this year when there's kind of a skeleton crew around, those are wonderful because then there's no interruption. There's no one bugging you. Right. But hey, it's, I, I look at it as part of my uh, duty. So. Right. And I have you for four hours a day yes. during the show and, uh, uh, three hours before the show. Yep. So I can also get information out right. of you during that time. But we're, you know, been working together long enough. Yes. We kind of do it. We know when we're busy, when we're not busy. Some other people just like, I'm in the middle of something. Right. And then it's 20 minutes later. But you're very good at not letting it seem like you're not interested. You're Fe- very good at showing interest. Feigning interest. Absolutely. Feigning interest. Like I just did for 11 minutes and then Boomer's office. Yeah. For a hockey hair video yes. that you watched. So uh, the, you know, Google and Chrome. Chrome yes. is their um, search engine. Or yeah, I like uh, I like the uh, Chrome. You like Chrome. So they have. I don't know if you're familiar with. Uh, you could get extensions for Chrome. I've seen that. Have not investigated it. Exactly. But I found one that you may want to investigate. All right. <clears throat> it's a new Google Chrome browser extension called Nope. N O P E. Nope. And it's perfect for you. I would think you might want to install it. And what it does is you set it up so that if someone's at your desk for a long time, uh, sucking up your time, mm-hmm. you can hit a button on Chrome mm. that will call your phone. Oh my God, that is genius. And then when you answer the phone, it repeats to you what you should say, such as they have the, they on the count of three, mm-hmm. it says on the count of three, put your hand to your mouth. As if you are hearing bad news. Mm-hmm. That's what the message says when you pick up. That's tremendous. Wave and point at the phone so you look away. Repeat these words after me in a serious and concerned tone. This is what you do, Eddie. You say, yes, of course I can talk now. What's the matter? That's, and then hopefully those people go away. That is that is genius. Yes. But then you also run the risk of those people knowing about it. Right. So, you know, it depends on how savvy they are and all this sort of newfangled stuff. Or they want to come back, if they have concern about you, they want to come back to see what what, what happened. Or with certain uh, employees here, they just have uh, no ability to accept social cues. No cues. And will just stand there and wait. Yes. Or right. we'll just, <laughs> As you're on an important phone right. call. Yeah, we'll just stand there and wait or, you know, just not leave the room or whatever. Right. Um, then here's another one. Like you're, you're a guy. We've talked about this before. Uh, you, you don't really mind going to bathroom in public places. Doesn't really throw you off. Well, in terms of like going here at the radio station yeah. or other places, say if we're you know at some nice restaurant or whatever, does not bother me. And by the way, I think we're talking number two here. Yes. Yeah, number two. Okay. Public bathroom number two. You certainly don't have a problem with number one. No, no, no. Not one number one anywhere. No, I'm I'm good with that. So, but you know that doesn't necessarily extend to the Port Authority bus terminal. Okay. Or the Staten Island ferry. So you're comfortable here. It's a reasonably clean bathroom. Correct. 
Uh, okay, so here's the. Let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Would you ever consider going on an airplane? Uh, sure. Yes. You would. Yeah. If if it was, I, I would rather not. Right. But if it was a situation that you know demanded attention, mm-hmm. uh, I would be able to without any sort of. Uh, I wouldn't have to you know get into a hazmat suit. That's a high pressure situation though to me. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, be nervous about it being not clean. Right. I'd be nervous about it as there's nowhere to hide. Like, right. When you go into a bathroom on an airplane, we know what's going on in there because right. normally there's a line, people are waiting to get in. Correct. And there's no way to hide that smell. Uh, yeah, that's right. Unfortunately, unless you brought in, like, if you had the forethought to bring in, but you actually couldn't bring in an aerosol. Right. No or aerosol even, cans. Maybe not even a little spray that's not aerosol, right? That's you can of, get away with four ounces of uh, spray. Okay, so you as have long to as it's bring not aerosol, sort of a fragrance killing. Yes, or just carry some baking soda. That would you. be nice. Although yeah. I always would think of all the toilets that. That is a vacuum suck. Uh, it, it does. Where you feel sure. like it would take everything. And there's so much air pressure and weird stuff going on. Yes. It sounds crazy in there. It's tough to even pee in those bathrooms because... Uh, yes, it's so tight. It's so tight. Uh, you are 100% are peeing drips on the floor. Uh, uh, yeah, without question. The seat. And especially if there's a slightest bit of, of right. turbulence yes. while you're uh, eliminating. Yes. You are going to go to the... And then I, there's never... A real proper hand washing situation in there. No, because you're trying to get the water. You have to hit the pedal or yeah. press the thing, and the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's a very bad scene. The soap's not great. No. So there was a flight here diverted um, due to an unbearable smell coming from the restroom. Wow. This was an airline called Spice Jet, mm-hmm. and it was flying from Bangalore to Delhi in India. Okay. And they were forced to make an emergency landing in Hyderabad. This happened Sunday after passengers began complaining about the unbearable smell coming from the plane's front toilet. Mm-hmm. The smell made its way uh, from the bathroom into the cockpit, and the f- pilots are having a hard time flying the plane. That is some uh, potent uh, poop. I never liked the fact that the bathroom was right by the pilot's door. Well, there's several, you know, depending on how large the plane is. Yeah. Generally one, uh, you know, uh, front and back and all that. Uh, so. But I don't yeah. like seeing people walking towards the pilot's door. Yeah. With these, this day and age, for yeah. sure. You and then you understand. Yeah. And then they're, they're going right up to that door. Right up to there. Yeah. Right up there. And I also don't, because I don't like when the pilots come out when they have to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Now that door is open. Right. And some jackass that's just walking towards to use the bathroom, I get nervous. Is he going in the cockpit? Right. But I guess they already made these planes before there was all this terrorism. Most of them, yeah, for sure. And then I guess mechanically they have to be somewhere in that area where all the other mechanics are in the of the airplane. Yes. These toilets. Right. There's a certain design for these planes and they don't change it. Correct. So that, uh, yeah, that flight got diverted. Uh, but they said they were able to clean out the toilet. They didn't say what the actual smell was other than it was probably toilet-related. Mm-hmm. Although they did make a point in this article of mentioning that there were a number of infant babies on flights. Mm-hmm. And babies sometimes are very potent. Oh, for sure. Which is strange because a baby is very tiny. Right. And what could their bowel system Ye- even be? Yeah, and it's not like you're feeding them like you know all sorts of crazy stuff. It's probably pretty generic and mild you would yeah. think now you and i don't have children no 
We are non-procreators. Non-procreators. I always wonder about that thing that does, that these uh, parents that have uh, infant babies have, that that diaper genie, mm-hmm. where it's this big plastic container. Okay. And you put the used diaper in it. Right. And it somehow is airtight sealed, and it collects a bunch of those, and then when that's full, you take that out to the trash. And it sort of vacuum seals it? It vacuum seals it so that you're not constantly having... So, number one, you're not putting a dirty diaper in your garbage without like without being then contained in something else yeah and knowing the garbage men are coming like let's say you get what's garbage come like twice a week they come pick up trash yes. mm-hmm. so if your baby is doing this disgusting duty and it's diaper and the mm-hmm. garbage is not being picked up for three days you don't want that sitting in your garbage right and it's not like some other people who sometimes put uh, stinky garbage in the freezer, like me. You might you if you were a procreator, right? Do you see yourself putting your your child's dirty diapers in the freezer? In the freezer? No, I'm going to say that's probably a, would uh, go against my health code violations right. and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I would definitely get one of these plastic things. Yes. Although I imagine when the, you when you eventually take the lid off of that thing to empty it, yeah, it's not going to be good. That's going to be a bad. I mean, scene. let's be honest, it's poop. It's so, poop. You know. Children are disgusting. That's why you and I didn't procreate, Eddie. Well, that's not really the oh, reason. Not but, the real uh, reason. You know, it, it's on the list for sure. It's on the list. Mm-hmm. And they also don't, you know, kids, the other thing, uh, Eddie, for you and I, kids, they suck up your money. That they do. They're big money suckers. Right. Like you can make easily make, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 less than, you know, a certain right. number and be fine because you're not, you know, the diapers, the, the school, the uh, doctors, the um, college, and right. everything. The little leagues. Yeah, oh my God, it's endless. Yeah, it is very endless. And your dogs, they don't go to college, right? Uh, not yet. Not no. yet, okay. Uh, yeah, so. So that's good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about this, Eddie? Let me take you to Denmark. Oh, right. I'll try to do some international I things like here. Uh, so this spans three generations of men. There's a grandfather, a father, and a son. Okay. The father had always been told by the grandfather that a uh, plane had crashed on their property in 1944, like a war plane. Okay, like in Denmark, like shot down, like a, an RAF a fighter jet was shot down. Blah, yes, blah, blah. a World War II fighter jet mm-hmm. was shot down on their farm. This is what the grandfather used to tell the father all the time. Well, that grandfather has passed. And now this guy's kid is in school and needs to do some sort of project. Right. Some sort of historical project. Mm-hmm. So the father says to him, you know, your grandfather always told this story about some plane crashing here. Why don't you go look around on the property, see if you can find any evidence of this. Now, this happened in 1944, this crash. Yes. Well, the kid got out one of those old-fashioned metal detectors. Like a seismograph. Yes, a seismograph. He went in. It was beeping like crazy. They rented an excavator and pulled out the airplane hmm. with the pilot inside. Wow. With his wallet in there with cash in it. And was it RAF or Luftwaffe or? What is this now? Well, I'm asking, was it a British plane, a German plane? Let me Does see. It, it was a German plane. 
So a German Messerschmitt. Messerschmitt, yeah. So a he's German a member Messerschmitt. of the Luftwaffe. Oh, the Luftwaffe? Yeah. That yeah. was the German Air Force. That is pretty wa- those weird and wild weird stuff. Weird and wild stuff, yes. That, that is fascinating. That is cool. Yes. And the father was like, why did I never go looking for this plane? And how the heck did it like get buried so deeply that like you know, like, know. there was no part of the wing sticking out? Or did yep. they immediately bury it? Or what was going on? Yeah, so this kid had some sort of history homework. Oh, that that that's a winner. That's an A. Right that there. is an A. And now the uh, the authorities had to be called. They had to rope off the area, mm-hmm. and now the kid had uh, something to write about. For sure. I wonder what the pilot looked like. Well, probably not uh, great. Skeleton pilot. Uh, probably. I would say most of the the, the flesh was uh, desiccated. Yes, yeah. from nineteen forty four to now. Yes. How many years is that? 44 to 54, 64, 74, 84, 94, 2004, 2014, 73 years. Wow. I would like to find something like that. Every once in a while, like even in New Jersey, you'll hear like uh, somebody found dinosaur bones in their backyard. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. How have you not found everything so far? Like, you know, there's a lot of, you know, little things and factors that get involved and, you know, things can be buried and then exposed by some sort of uh you know uh, movement of the earth's crust and all that other yeah stuff. i would not like to find a body though no uh, the plane cool great. Yes. the body not so much and a dinosaur bone would love to find that that would be cool because that's a body yes but it's not like a human being and like ghosts and stuff right like that. yeah like a big femur bone from a from dinosaur a, yeah from like yeah brachiosaur or something yeah some sort of tyrannosaurus rex mm-hmm. But you're right. Finding a human that's a that's a that's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. And if you find human bones, you have to call the police. Uh, yes, because they have to investigate. That's right. So this family all along they've been living there on this farm. They had a dead pilot in their yard. Right. And finally, I bring you this, Eddie. Yesterday, right. someone had tweeted to me that they really enjoyed when you were. We did a uh, story about a study of how often couples have sex. Right. And it was uh, determined that it's a little less than once a week. Mm-hmm. And you said, uh, quote, unless you're married to a nymphomaniac or lucky enough to be married. Right. Uh, Nigel, who listens from New Zealand, enjoyed that. A shout out to Nigel in New Nigel Zealand. Nigel in New Zealand. Thank you for enjoying that half a world away. Yes, half a world away. Well, I found another story that I thought you might like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the inventor of Viagra. So the same gentleman who invented Viagra, whose last name, by the way, looks like Willie. Hmm. And sometimes a penis is called it's a willy. It's called a willy. Uh, Mike, I'm going to say his last name is probably Wiley, but it looks like Willie. I'll go with Willie. Mike Willie. And if his name was Peter Willie, that would even be even oh, better. That would be sometimes awesome. Sometimes they're referred to as your Peter. A Peter. Mm-hmm. Peter Willie. Yeah. Uh, the inventor of Viagra, he's made a spray, a topical spray that you spray on your penis that makes you last 10 times longer in bed. Wow. Okay. But here's the thing. But because it decreases the sensation. Yes. It's like a uh, topical uh, anesthetic. So it's like a spray-on condom in a way. Yes. Not not in terms of the... No protection. Correct. But in terms of the lack of uh, sensation. Yes. So... So I would be okay with that if, like, after the ten minutes, and you know, you're, you know, you look like the champ, right? Uh, then it kind of wears off, yes, and it returns. So is that, that is the case? I think so. Well, yes. Then it, sign me up. It's not a long-lasting spray. Okay. But I wonder you would, you would have to keep this near the bed, right? And you're, you're. You know, it would be nice if you'd be able to hide this spray, right? Yeah, that's a tough one. But you're going to have to just say to your like woman, right. hey, 
listen, this is going to be good for everyone involved. I'm going to keep this spray by the bed. Right. And if you're kind of involved with someone for a while and, right. and you know, maybe you have a little, uh, you know, premature situation every now yes. and again, you know, that would be something that you'd be comfortable discussing. But if you're in a brand new situation, which makes that premature thing even worse, right. hello, uh, then what do you do? This That's and, tough. And ima- I imagine you can't apply it when flaccid, right? It has, right? You have to wait till you're ready to go, so to speak. So, you know, how do you, how does that work? That's a tricky one. Yeah, you'd have to excuse yourself to the bathroom. Yeah, but then it's like, you know, that's coitus interruptus. It's right. like when you go in and put the condom on, the whole, you know, the whole yes. it's a mess. Then what if also, let's say you somehow get it sprayed on. Right. Doesn't that numb her area as well? I, you know, I don't know. It depends, I guess, on how fast it's absorbed into the skin. Hmm. Uh, and if it's absorbed quickly, then that would not be an issue. And it's just sort of in your upper layers of, of skin down there. Right. So... Yeah, many questions, but good questions. This article says uh, premature ejaculation mm-hmm. affects 40% of men. I Look at that. Um, yeah. You believe that, right? For sure. I believe it. You know, or at least some of the time, like you, like we were referenced earlier. Right. Like the f- fresh situation, mm-hmm. you know? Something new. <laughs> exactly. But women should take that as a compliment, but they do not. No, no, they do not. They Which, they take they look upon you as loser. Loserville. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Hmm. But we've all been there, haven't we? We have. Yes. Many times I've yes. been there. Yes. The in in the in the bad on the bad end of that yes. stick, as uh-huh. they say. All right, Eddie. Uh, that's all I have for today. All right. Well, I just want to say uh, to Nigel. Hmm. Love that you love the podcast when I fill in there. And uh, are you the North Island or the South Island? And New Zealand is on my list of places I would love to go one time and, you know, take the Lord of the Rings tour. Maybe you can Airbnb at Nigel's house. (laughs) Perhaps I can. And you were also wondering if Nigel could answer this on Twitter, whether he is native from there or he moved there. Yes. Well, I'm guessing he's, well, a more greater likelihood that he's native because of the name, which is more of a sort of a British name. Nigel. New Zealanders and and Australians sort of are descendants of the uh, British. Right. So it's possible. Or maybe he's a Brit who moved there. Or maybe he's an Aussie who moved there. Whatever. Well, let us know, Nigel. Yes. Hit, hit me up on Twitter, as they say. Mm-hmm. And coming up next is the warm-up show, which I did with uh, Chris Lepresti. Uh, who is on the on the warm-up show, even though Al talks 90% of the yes. time? CeeLo is actually on the on the uh, broadcast as well. I get nervous about filling the airtime when Jerry's not here. Mm-hmm. But not so much with me. Not so much with you. Well, well this is much more re- and a more relaxed That's thing. True. There's no cameras on. And it's not live. And it's we not live. And we recording whatever we want. Right. Change things. Management or no one's listening no, to this. Exactly. You do well, Nigel's you listening. Nigel's. No, I'm saying people listen to it, but people that I like management, right? That sort of those like types the boss don't listen is to. Listening it. to you as he's driving in, right? On FAN. That's pressure. The boss has no idea about podcasts, so no. we're good to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is coming up next, and Jerry will be back tomorrow. Uh maybe not. Maybe not. If Rutgers wins, correct. All right. But it doesn't matter because tomorrow is Friday. Holla. Holla. And you just do the uh, the the pre, uh, the warm-up. Oh, the warm-up, yes. And then yes. the flashback. Ah, the flashback so Friday. doesn't matter if Jerry's Good not point. Here. Good point. Mm-hmm. All right, Eddie, why don't you do a see ya? I'll do a see ya, and then we'll go right into the warm-up show. See ya. See ya.
It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. Oh, hi there. Al Dukes here. Uh, well, Rutgers won last night. They beat Ohio State, so Jerry Recco gets another vacation day. And you're stuck with me again. And CeeLo is here, Mr. Chris Lopresti. Now, Rutgers plays Northwestern tonight. Correct. And Jerry said no matter what happens, he will be here tomorrow. Well, no. Even if, if he if, has to walk. If Rutgers wins, then oh. he would stay. Oh, then, then they stay. play again on Friday. Yes. What's the likelihood of that? Although I thought they had no shot of beating Ohio State, I according didn't think to so either. the was, basketball yeah. experts. Yeah. Well, Eddie seems to think It's that, on the table. Yeah, Northwestern's going to be a little... Uh, a little tight because they're trying to get into their first NCAA tournament. So they need a good showing here in the Big Ten tournament. They may have a magical run just to put Jerry in an awkward position. I think that's really days. the genesis of what's going on, yes. So it's also uh, today's free agency day Four in o'clock. the NFL. And a lot of chips started falling, especially mm. where it concerns quarterbacks. And we know that's what the Jets don't have. Of course. So you have Brian Hoyer going to the Niners. Right. You have Tyrod Taylor staying with the Bills. A restructured contract, yes. These are guys the Jets were looking at at Perhaps. least. Uh, the thought is uh, Glennon is going to go to the Bears. Right. Which will free up Jay Cutler. <sighs> then you have Romo being released today by the Cowboys. No chance he comes to the Jets. Right, but rumored to go to Denver, which would free up Trevor Simeon. Right. Or Houston, which would free up Dan Savage. First of all, imagine we're Tom, fighting Tom Savage. Tom Savage. But I think I, the fact that you don't know his name speaks to his caliber of play. I'll take Dan Savage at this point. Right. The fact that we're fighting, like teams are legitimately fighting over uh, Tom Savage. <laughs> you almost said Dan again. I didn't did. You? Mike Glennon. I mean, then the other thing I saw was that there's a chance Geno Smith oh, yeah. is starting Game one for the Jets. Or he at least resigns and comes to camp. And we competes. like Gino. There is they like no we way like Gino. that you can sell that to the fan base. Sure you can. You know why? You can. I'll tell you why you can. Because the fan base, a good chunk of them, want them to stink so bad in oh, 2017 right? so that they get a really good draft pick in 2018. The rebuild. And then they all hope to get the kid from USC, Sam Darnold. So they're like, oh, yeah, bring Gino in because no one thinks he's any good. Right, but if if they think they can throw out Bryce Petty out there right. or this we like Christian Hackenberg to give them a looksee at least, I think the like fans Christian. would be fine with that. But I think they also right. recognize like Todd Bowles and Mike McCagna need to show some sort of competitiveness. Yeah. So they're like, okay, well we'll bring Gino back because he has a little bit of experience. We, like so we didn't get to see him last year, but the fans believe he stinks anyway. So. Right. At least most of them. Some people are like, you know, we never got to see him with some good players. You never know. That kind of thing. So, Well, they don't have – he doesn't still doesn't have good players. Well, if Decker's still on the team, well. Quincy Anun was turned into a nice player. They got some good running backs. It's possible. Hmm. Yeah, I just thought – I feel like you cannot sell that to the fan base. I mean, Cause if he beats- a few months ago you would have said yes. But now, as you just pointed out, with all these quarterback dominoes falling – you know, and like, that goes both ways, by the way. Gino I, needs to show that he's over the ACL surgery and that he can play. So maybe this is his best case on a one-year deal to kind of gamble on himself and show he can play and then go elsewhere next year. And even he has to feel like when he reads this in the paper or gets word of this, like, yeah. there's no chance. Like, like, really? He can't even want to be here. Hey, a couple of weeks ago, he did an interview in NFL Network rehabbing well, from his ACL surgery, and he said it's not out of the realm of possibility. Well, you have to say that. It's like when you're a stud 
college player and they go, you might go to the Browns. You're like, well, they're a great organization. Yes. They're terrific. Top I would notch. love to play with the Unless Browns. your name's Eli Manning. Yeah. And then you just get your way out of get San Diego. Dictate. Worked out pretty well for him, though. Yeah. yeah. I think the fans here would rather have Tom Savage <laughs> just because he's I something. I he went to Rutgers. He did. Well, that uh, guy went to like three different right, schools. Yeah, at one point he went to Rutgers. Right. That spells trouble to yes. me. Uh, so then, yes, and then Tony Romo will officially be released today. Then did you see this? Now, you're a big Seinfeld guy. We love Seinfeld references. No doubt. You, you and I. I thought of the great George Costanza when I saw this story yesterday, and luckily no one got hurt, thus I can tie it to Seinfeld. It's always George, I feel like, with you. Always. It's always Costanza. I relate to George Costanza. Uh, the Michigan basketball team, uh, their plane, they were going to the Big Ten tournament, and the plane was going to take off, and it was very windy, and the pilot at the last second thought, I'm not going to pull up on this and go. <laughs> so he slammed on the, the brakes, brakes, but the plane skid off and... Uh, crashed into something in like in like a grass burrow off to the side there. a grassy knoll grassy knoll yes so everyone was fine but it brings up that great george costanza question which is with all of these teams flying all year round how does the plane not go down with a team in it i totally agree i mean it, it's obviously happened not i don't know if it's ever happened at the professional level but you had the unfortunate situation with uh marshall right that was at the 70s or yes. early 80s obviously the movie we are marshall was made off of that so it has happened and it's tragic but yeah i mean i think it just goes to show you how safe air travel really is when you break it down because when you talk you know? to broadcasters who've been doing it a long time they will all tell you a harrowing story of right. some sort. I'm sure, sure Boomer has them doing the Monday night games and being a, a professional player for all those years. They all have these stories that we were going through this storm over Cleveland. But you're right. It always, always works out. Yeah. Smoothly. Great as pilots. Listed, great pilots. Great pilots. Well-trained, and they know what they're doing up there in a, in, a, in a tough spot. Right. In the clutch. They come through. Now, I'm not sure I would want to get back on a plane immediately if I was one of these Michigan I don't players. Think, I, think, I believe they had trouble getting out, and they play, I think, at noon today. I think they're the first they're game. They're taking a, uh, a flight this morning. There you go. And, going, and he's all over it. going right to the arena because they have a noon tip. And where is this? How far is of a flight it's are we um, looking at for these guys? It's not far. Michigan to D.C. DC not far. Yeah. Like, what, 90 minutes maybe? All right. Is it or, that short? Well, Detroit wow. to New York is like an hour. Okay. So they'll be all right. I always feel like people underestimate how long something's going to take. They're like, oh, you can get to Miami in like two hours. No, you can't. Uh, no. No, you cannot. You okay, can Unless not. you're on the Concord, which right. doesn't exist anymore. But let me take you down to Florida for my next story, CeeLo. Uh, Tim Tebow made his appearance yesterday. What a disaster. He was uh, 0 for 3. He struck out twice looking. Right. He lined into, or he he was involved in a line-out double play. He got hit by a pitch and immediately, upon reaching base, was doubled off on a line <laughs> drive. And he grounded into a double play with the bases loaded. Okay, other than day. that. <laughs> right. Sounds like an argument for atheism. He, he also <laughs> went to the wrong on-deck circle. That's the best part. I mean. To which Rick Porcello thought he was, in fact, a bat boy. Right. Do we, I, I guess... So I was talking to Craig about this before the show. Did he think because he's a lefty that was the one he yeah. was supposed to go? I thought he was trying to get a better angle at Porcello's warm-up. Uh, he said after the game, he goes, I thought, you know, because I'm on the left-hand left side, left, right. I'm the lefty batter, you go over to that side, which just 
I mean, but that doesn't, you, Celia. You've been involved in high school baseball. That does not happen, correct? Right. That's what I mean. It's almost as if he's never watched or participated in a baseball. Tebow, he blows. <laughs> and I know he hasn't played basically since high school. But right. How could you not remember that part? That's, yes, it's pretty bad. Yeah, that did not go well for him. But no. he got cheered. Well, people enjoyed him. The Mets wouldn't have brought him in if they weren't going to get that side of it. And he's going to play again tomorrow. Great. We'll all look forward to that. In the field, right? So we'll Uh, see what sort of trouble he gets himself into if a ball is hit his way. He's going to play. I think he's too muscular. By the way, speaking of that, Porcello says, I thought he was the bat boy. Okay, because of where he was located. But that's the most jacked ball boy you've ever seen in (laughs) your life. Bat boys now are really jacked up. Ball boy, bat boy, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair point. They're all lifting heavy. You know, those bats and balls, they, they really got to make sure that the, the traps and the biceps and all that are in good shape. Yeah, you saw Tebow when he was with the Jets. Yeah. I saw him at the Super Bowl. We had him on the show. Sure. There is no one more jacked walking around that Super Bowl thing than Tim Tebow. The Super Bowl thing? Radio no, Row? Radio Row, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're right. There's no chance that he actually looked like a bat no, boy. not a chance, no. When we come back, CeeLo... We're going to walk and in, go into the dating life of one Alex Rodriguez and his sexy new, I don't know if it's a fiance yet, but he's dating a very big star. Must be nice. After this. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. Crystal Presti in for Jerry Recco. Boomer and Carton coming up in just a couple of minutes. NFL free agency officially opens for business later today. Of course, yesterday, the news on Brandon Marshall. Two-year deal to join the Giants. Cowboys expected to grant Tony Romo his release today. Tyrod Taylor staying with the Bills on a restructured deal. The Knicks blew a double-digit lead. Lost to the Bucks, 104-93. Hawks rallied past the Nets, 110-105. Big East opener, St. John's edge Georgetown, 74-73. Rutgers surprising Ohio State in the Big Ten tournament, 66-57. Tim Tebow yesterday, over for three couple of strikeouts in his Mets spring training debut Al and uh, A-Rod is back on the front page of the papers he's now dating J-Lo and anytime J-Lo dates someone they like to combo her name up with someone so they're J-Rod I did needed that he did needed that (laughs) A-Rod does always go for age-appropriate women that is one thing you, you say he's dated a ton of women he never goes for the girl 20 years his junior like, who, would, who would do that i mean come on i'm just saying i mean he does he stays i'll age use age, i don't do that uh eddie that was many years ago mm-hmm. what was that last it wasn't the last girl he was dating like incredibly rich yes. and successful or whatever she was the ex-wife of the founder of google i didn't even realize that re- that relationship ended How that's been over to- for uh, a number of months uh j-lo i haven't been keeping up with my gossip and a-rod have been dating for uh four months yeah, but we just see you in the morning out yesterday i didn't see no one knew that until yesterday and all there, of a sudden it's four months there was a clip eddie got a hold of uh, his uh, messages to j-lo see you in the morning <laughs> So that's happening. And uh, Alan Iverson, are you following any of this? Oh, I got to go. Yeah, I'm, you're done. I'm out you of time. You got four seconds. March Madness <laughs> is what? in full 